2: But sexy at the same time. 274 of 20 Minute Tim's. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am joined by my podcast pal, Stephen. Happy Monday. Happy Monday indeed. And Martin Melly.
3: Unhappy Monday. <laughs>
2: Unhappy Monday for Martin Melly. The motions are all over the place already. This podcast is brought to you by our. Patreon service Mark the editor's going to Pop the address down there It's also in the comments If you like what we do On this flagship podcast Check out patreon.com Slash 20 minute tims Very simple In exchange for your Financial support And it can start at about Two quid a month You get extra content Extra podcasts Extra videos Extra writing A whole host Of great Brilliant 20 minute tims Independent fan content And to do that 20 minute tims Patreon.com Slash 20 minute tims Martin Bailey Yes Celtic v Livingston. Livingston, for us, is up there with an away game that's like a challenge, like the San Siro or the <laughs> Bernabeu. It's a, it is one of the more difficult stadiums we are going to go to. We've not beat them since they got promoted into the league in 2018 I think Stephen you looked back the last time we actually beat them at the Almond Vale was what 2007 Derek
4: Ryden scored a double that day th- to give it a bit of context they secured a brace obviously Livingston
2: have been in and out of the league since then they've not had that sort of hoodoo over us for the best part of God knows how long quick maths in, <laughs> uh, but Melee, once again Watching
3: that game yesterday, it played out like so many games against Liverpool have. I know, and this is strange for me because I'm looking at it going, look, we've not won there for ages, why do we always do this? It's the same with the sort of away thing, like in Europe, why do we let in goals one after the other? And I can't help going back to that, that shouldn't have any bearing on it. This is a brand new team, new manager, new players, Mm. yet we still fail to do this and... This one, yesterday as it, as we were on Monday tonight, I was like Saturday night. I was thinking, right, we're going to win tomorrow because they are gash. Yeah. Livingston are gash. <laughs>
2: Previous show. I was predicting four and five. So. Yeah. No, no.
3: And it's not until you see see the start of the game and then you remember, oh, I yes, the pitch is terrible, but at the same time, all the reasons, excuses, whatever you want to call them, at the end of the day. It's the first game I've thought about Ange Postecoglou. You should have won that game. I'm yeah. not I'm gonna give you leeway in certain things like the betis game, there's circumstances or reasons, mm-hmm. possibly excuses. But that one yesterday Yes, there's more reasons and all that, but mate, you should have won that game. I'm and, glad and you're. I'm glad you're addressing him directly, referring
4: to yeah. him, then the third person there because you you know he's watching. <laughs> you know, and you he-
2: subscribed, and you should also subscribe. <laughs> and you can do that, that by hitting the subscribe button down below and click the bell. And do you know what that does? It stops you having to tweet us saying when's the video out because you know right away <laughs> when it comes out, and it saves us some precious time. Um, it, what you said, Melly, about Ange saying you know we should have won that game, Ange said it himself and, and it, it was it was refreshing for me after the match Stephen to hear a manager come out and say exactly what we were thinking because we did the, the reaction we did a live reaction immediately yep. took to the mics after that match produced a podcast and a video for the guys on Patreon and what we said about the game the things we didn't like the uh, the, the problems with the, the approach it was all what Anne said after the game he said the mentality wasn't right he said that the fixture got in the player's head a wee bit they, they overplayed how oh. difficult it was and how difficult it would be in the pitch um, they said he started too tentatively. He called his attackers terrible, but he did say crucially that team was good enough to get a result. And for me, that sort of encapsulates the whole game. That lineup we had. Yes, it was depleted. Yes, there was key players missing. Yes, maybe our best defender in Julian was missing. Our best midfielder in McGregor. Our best winger in Forrest, and our best striker in Kyogo. Yes, they might have. <laughs> it's quite bad, isn't it? When you think when you list all of that, but at the same good, time, they're all good players. Yeah. They're all good players, and but they were missing. So. But still, what was left for me? What what the eleven players that took to that pitch that day? Should have been enough talent there to see away a Livingston team who are, on the day as well, very poor.
4: No doubt, no, absolutely no doubt. Livingston are a poor team. They're not even the the Livingston that we grew to grudgingly respect last season. We we kind of get a bit tired of the whole Martindale loving mm-hmm. as well. Especially you, Melly. you, oh, yeah. you just just not having it, absolutely sick to death here. But they're not. They're not that. They'd hadn't they won a game this season? I think. They, well, they'd beaten Cowdenbeath, but they hadn't won a top flight game so far. So for Celtic to be turning up, in some ways reading between the lines of what Anne just said there, fearful of the of the fixture a wee bit, of the surface not right? I get the surface and all that, but... The surface is,
2: I mean, it was it it awful. It's
4: terrible, there's no doubt about that. That That is a hindrance. I wouldn't go as far to call it a leveller, because ultimately we should still have better players than Livingston, mm. so it doesn't level things. It makes things more difficult, Football more complicated. pitches
2: shouldn't end up down the throats of sea turtles. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen to that pitch.
4: <laughs> exactly. Absolutely exactly. No one's thought this through at no. all. No, poor, poor Greta. I
2: can't get a plastic straw at McDonald's but Livingston are allowed that
4: Aye put a couple of tonnes of it down <laughs> on the ground at Livingston just that no the, the, the surface is is tricky there's no, no doubt about it and you know Celtic just seemed to just be unwilling unable to win on it but there's a lot of this stuff floating about after the game about how you know that Livingston or Celtic's bogey team, so you kind of expect this. No, Bogie no, teams no, don't exist. they don't exist. I know this. Don't this is like some sort of just hoodoo. this is like some superstitious bunkum. There's no such thing as a Bogie bogey teams
2: team. Do, well, look, bogey teams do exist somewhat. Say, for example, two managers who go head to head quite a lot, and one manager just kind of knows how to get yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah, that that Chelsea,
3: Liverpool, Mourinho, Benitez. Of course, yeah,
2: yeah. Th- that that sort of does it. And but. When you're talking about, as Mellie said, a brand new Celtic team. Brand with a new brand, Livingston team. Brand, brand new Livingston team. With a brand new manager. I mean, th- we should have, uh, repeat myself here, but we, we, I just firmly believe we should have had enough. Doesn't doesn't matter. There's no real wider discussion for me to be had about recruitment, etc, etc. It's not even worth touching on for me, given the, the context Livingston game. Because I think what we had on the pitch was, was, was good enough now. The thing that really got to me Melly, was Ange's approach to the game, or, or the, not Ange's approach, the team's approach, but he did take responsibility afterwards. This That wasn't Ange ball. That wasn't the way we've seen Celtic approach games. It wasn't even the way the saw Celtic approach the best game, but this sort of aimless crossing over a jetty's head, it was driving me mental watching the game.
3: Yeah, the first, even up to the Livingston goal, watching it back, I was that, even though I knew we were going to lose again, because I'd already seen it. Mm. How do we lose this game? Because Livingston had one shot from distance before that. But Celtic were just had them penned in and it was just It was one way traffic. it was there even their striker dropped in and I was like, right, so Celtic are gonna break them down at some point, knowing fine well they wouldn't. But the first twenty five <laughs> minutes, you are like
2: You're arguing against yourself, I, know.
3: <laughs> I was like it must be a different game I'm about to watch here because the first twenty five minutes not that we were brilliant and we created loads of chances, but mm. just the way the game was playing out, we were just pushing them back, we we're getting into good positions, but it was just the composure at the very end. A bader getting to the byline or getting to a Good crossing position and putting it behind Rogic, or Rogic getting into a good position and wanting a million touches, yeah. or Jota just firing it over, or getting caught under a Yeti's feet. It was just all so such a lack of composure from Celtic, and it just made me think, Why can we? That was my throat there, I don't know why. I, <laughs> why can we do that? i happy, Celt-
1: happy to let him take the blame, <laughs> it was actually, my throat. <laughs> oh, is it? I
3: thought it was right, it must have came through my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thought, why is it different away from home to home? Because mm. if that was in, at Celtic Park, we'd have won that convincingly. Now, I'm not saying we're bad away, but it was just one of those games I thought, as soon as somebody made a mistake and didn't let that a bad, I cut back for Rogic. If he gets that, Rogic gets it, scores. Mm. It's a totally different game. But it's the mentality of the team I worry about. When yeah. things don't go their way, they start to... Let it get on them, let it get in their heads. Just like Betis when we're letting a goal Mm. on, or like the Michelin game on, or when we go down to 10 men on, or these wee things, we need to be stronger mentally. And I know it's a young team, it's a new team, but it's Livingston at the end of the day.
2: Uh, uh, We're talking about that, Stephen, about the the age of the team, and again, we we touched on this. My reaction to the game, and you're talking about Tom Rodgick as well, I, I want players when things aren't going well, I want the experienced players, the quality players the high-paid players to, to step up and, and and do a turn for us. Tom Rogic has been relied upon in Celtic and we've seen game-changing moments from Tom Rogic. He's kind of been revitalised a wee bit under Ange. Yeah. Ange certainly trusts him. He's turned Tom Rogic almost into a 90-minute player, which he, he never really was before.
3: Not for a choice, but there's nothing literally all day. to bring well, on. That, well, that's
2: it. But I, I, I'm watching that game and we'll, we'll talk about other players, but for me, Tom Rogic cut a frustrating figure because crosses were coming in, and I know what he's doing, he's hanging about the edge of the box. He's outside the 18-yard box, hoping the ball drops them so he could take one of those shots he likes to take. But sometimes I just think, if it's no happening, if I've got two players on each post and a jetty lurking in the six-yard box, the majority of the penalty box is empty, and that's where you want your players to come in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want Tom Rogic in there. If it's out on the left, and David Turnbull's sort of picking up a position on the left, you want somebody occupying that penalty spot, because that's where the ball's dropping, and he just... He wasn't putting himself in uncomfortable positions. He wasn't taking the game by the scruff of the neck, as you like to call it. He was waiting for things to happen for him rather than trying to make things happen, Tom Rogic.
4: Well, see, not specifically about Rogic here, but when we're talking about putting pressure on them and just as an aside and just as a contrast to the other game we've played this week, the other defeat, the Betis game, after eight or nine minutes in that game, Soro was booked and mm. we thought, Well, that's us. The tightrope has been walked for the rest of this game. Now bear in mind that Livingston, after 20 minutes, had three players booked, one after 15 seconds... At any point during that game, do you think they looked under any pressure? Do you no, th- were they no. walking that tightrope where you think, oh, we can't make a challenge here? So how how were they able to? How were they able to manage that? Was it just Celtic? Uh, you're using Rogic you not know, taking up the right positions as maybe an example here. But why would why were we never worried, or rather, why were Livingston never worried about getting a man sent off in that game? Why would, why did the like, ref
2: when they do that <laughs>
4: well, Maybe, <laughs> but, 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 why, but why why didn't they have that level of kind of fear about it? They right? didn't
2: have a lot because. I don't think they did a lot of the ball. They didn't do a lot. They weren't putting in a lot of challenges. They didn't have a lot of... We were just squandering chance after chance after chance. Mellie, again, let's talk about the players that should have stepped up. What did you make of Rogic's performance? I
3: thought he was poor. Rogic is that kind of guy where maybe you think, oh, he won't do it on certain occasions. But when everything, when this pitch happens, I think we'll... Surely this is the game that Roggett should look better because he's best with his feet and he doesn't have to make up ground. He can play it along the deck like he should. And he looks worse. Hmm. He looks worse. It looks like he gets caught under his feet. It's just like Celtic, despite being the better football team, don't show it on this this surface. And for me, that's a mentality thing, not a quality thing. Because James McCarthy will come on to him later... (sighs) get worse as the game went on but I think that was more a fitness thing mm. but Turnbull, Rogic, Jota, Abada all very good technically yet they all looked poor and that's just an excuse thing like oh my first touch didn't go well in the first couple of minutes this pitch is crap. That's a weak mentality for me. Mm. You need to go right I need to do better next time. I need to make sure the ball's going to come at this to me this time we'll do that but this is just this. The way I like to describe it and Using Neil Lennon. When we get beat off Livingston, remember we get beat 2 0 and the yes. game, everybody yep. still talks about Julian get bullied, yeah. and that's why we need a big no nonsense at half. Neil Lennon called the players football snobs because they didn't want to perform on that pitch mm. and they used an excuse. I think you can say the same about yesterday. Neil Lennon was right. <laughs> <laughs> All along, in fact, he was right about yeah. absolutely everything. Bring him back. No,
4: I, I agree with that. It's I think like that. There, there's, there's, there, there needs to be, <laughs> but this is no longer a coincidence, and I don't believe in curses and hexes over the Mm. team and all that but it's no longer a coincidence that Celtic just cannot perform on this this pitch at all it's it's too many times now over the course of several years that they're just not able to do that maybe it is a mentality thing and I'm not just pulling that out of thin air because Ange did make reference to the fact that they well well, hinted at the idea that they maybe just overthought it Mm. or over over-concerned themselves with the the difficulty of the fixture. over-concerned themselves with how hard it is to play on these surfaces. And if if you're going in a game like that, then it's it maybe may well become one of those self fulfilling things. If yeah. you think you're going to play badly on a, a terrible surface, chances are you probably will. And you a, l- can, a lot of these players were playing their
2: first game on it, so th- well, yeah. it's probably the camp mentality into it. They're all talking to each other before the game comes up. Oh, you wait, you see us pitches ah, absolutely terrible, man, man. You, man. you <laughs> can't get your, you can't get the ball. It's traps under your feet every two seconds. You can't get there's probably all of that and the build-up to the game, but uh, well, I feel like we've, we've covered the pitch and we've yeah. covered the mentality. And I if only Celtic had <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about James McCarthy. Oh. Uh, Stephen, you, no, he's Stephen made there sums up James McCarthy's performance. <laughs> James McCarthy, first of all, do you think it's fair to say probably played out of necessity yeah. or, or do you think he was chosen over Soro because the manager firmly believed he was the better option? Because that James McCarthy performance for me was... One, very, very lacklustre, and two, an example of another high-paid, experienced footballer who you're looking to make an impression on these games, and he made little to no impression on the game for me at all. Now, there's a lot came out after the game about James McCarthy, about whether he's just sort of player, whether he's fit enough to play this, this sort of spectre of James McCarthy's injuries that have been hanging over him, I think. We need to caveat this by stating the fact that James McCarthy never the a pre-season. Yeah. He, he had COVID. He didn't train for, was it, 16 days? He's, he's clearly not up to the fitness that he or the manager would be happy with, which suggests to me, Stephen, that it was more necessity than anything else.
4: Probably because the, the full context of this is that, again, I mentioned Sorrow. He had a he had a nightmare against yeah, Betis. Yeah. So really, you're left with a choice of keeping Sorrow in the team, knowing that he, his confidence was probably taking a hit after the Betis game. Or, Trying out the guy that everyone was crying out for ahead of the Betis game, or me in particular, I fully expected having played some part against Ross County previously, almost scored against Ross County. Mm. I fully expected James McCarthy to play. I was shocked when Sorro started. So for him to turn in that performance, really, you're you're left with a, a quite a poor choice between sticking with Sorro and going with James McCarthy, who you may well know isn't fully up to up to speed with it I mean that that's a very real possibility we probably
2: thought though as well that it's only Livingston uh, and you yeah. probably looked at them and went, Look, James McCarthy's like, Look, I'm not up to full speed, but I can probably handle a game like against Livingston. When you give these guys
4: debuts, when you give yeah, these guys yeah. start somewhere and where, you know, Livingston, for, for many reasons in hindsight, it's not the perfect game to no. play them. But what we've found out through the course of the game is that they, they weren't ready for this. But ultimately, we need to find debuts for these. We, we kind of spoke about this with Ross County. Okay. If, uh, if you're going to play, Carter Vickers, from the start of the game, why not at home to Ross County? Mm. If, if you're going to play James McCarthy, we're light in midfield, why not away to Livingston, where he can probably control the game? They didn't really look particularly interested in attacking much, Livingston. They weren't they really... Did. I mean, there was not... Didn't he play a striker. Didn't there he was play literally a, nothing they, for it them. It was basically a 4-6-0 that Livingston played. They didn't really look particularly aggressive. James, James McCarthy should be scushing a game like that. If if Are you he, worried
2: about him overall? Are you worried that James McCarthy overall for wanting a better phrase, past it. I'll let Stephen go. Well, bear in mind that was just me asking the question. Yeah, yeah, we'll of f- course, of course. Yeah. Was,
4: what, yeah, we're just discussing these things. Am I worried about it? No. I, I, don't, I mean, as a consideration, there's no getting away from that. There is, I wouldn't be like that. There's no way James O'Carthee's passed it because he's the wrong side of 30 now. The, no, only just the wrong side of 30. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're talking about a 36, 37 year old here, but he, is, he has had a patchy record when it comes mm-hmm. to his fitness over, over the last several years and has come to the club and for various reasons hasn't really played a part yet. Now, COVID is, is, is a major part of that as well, but...
2: The- yeah, for the record, I don't think he's passed it. No, no, I no. I don't but- think he's passed it. I don't. I think, as all the caveats that I discussed earlier on, I think he needs... The opportunity to get up to fitness, yeah. but likewise, as I said earlier on, there is this spectre of this injury record yeah, or this it, fitness concern that's hanging over him.
4: It was an eyebrow-raising transfer from the word go. People are
2: looking at the four-year deal as well, and they're talking about that. And, no, that's you exactly.
4: Know. I don't think anyone was really against. Well, I mean, sure, I'm sure some people were, but I think broadly speaking, the fan base are quite enthusiastic about bringing a guy of. McCarthy's past experience, past repute, to the club. I mean, there's always room
2: for guys mm. like that at a football club. Do you think this fitness thing is going to hang over him until he proves otherwise?
4: Yeah, yeah, no. it is. But I don't. I don't think that can be as far off as people might suggest. Though mm. I think he might. He might start the next game and be totally fine. This might just have been one of these fixtures that's just come three or four days too early for him. Because well, if, against Betis. We were all, we, we spoke after the game about how really should have been brought on at half time to yeah. save Sora from the red card, but he didn't get brought on because the reality of it is that the coaches and manager obviously know better how capable he is of playing a full half. If you'd put him on at half time, maybe he would have run out of steam with 10 minutes to go, whereas if, if you put him on with half an hour to go, he can probably yeah. cover that it might just be one more game away from being full James McCarthy. It's, it's, but we'll find very,
2: out. It is very early in the season. Yeah, that yeah. We'll get, yeah. Oh. And that, that's that's pertinent as well. It's very early and there's still things to be worked out. Mellie, you nearly you nearly jumped at your chair like you were someone goose you <laughs> when I suggested that McCarthy might be past that.
3: No, I think that's very harsh. And The thing with James McCarthy is it's very early on in the season for Celtic, but players always speak about it. Pre-season is massive. Mm. He's not had that. He's come in very late to come from... Crystal Palace, where injured or not, when he's training, it's a very different style of training. Celtic's aggressive press and yeah. never give up. And
2: Roy just H- famously is is what they expect from his midfielders. That's what yeah. we heard before he even joined. Before he yeah. what he expects from his midfielders as a so lot.
3: So going from Roy Hodgson's training, where it's getting in shape, be hard to beat. To that is mm-hmm. massive, a massive step for M D. So there's big fitness issues there. So this thing that oh, he's struggling to fit into the sessions of Celtic. That, that'll come mm. any player that's been injured play it's training a different style and then coming into Celtic but the thing with James McCarthy is if I was speaking to you as three weeks ago and say right, here's Celtic's next five fixtures which game would be the worst game for James McCarthy to make his first start on mm. given his injury record you'd probably go no Livingston away mm. but out of necessity he's yeah. had to play because we don't have MDLs and Sora was terrible during the week and a captain's injured and James McCarthy as well sorry just before we go on he was probably trying to build up to fitness, mm. and Celtic probably. I'm just surmising here, I'm guessing, but that international break that'll be massive for like Forrest, McCarthy. Get mm. them, get them some intense training. The two of them didn't train the whole time because yeah. of injuries and illness. It just seems like we things like that with Celtic aren't going well. It's we'll bring in Abada, him and Forrest can rotate because Abada's only nineteen yeah. and he's not going to be consistent. He's injured, Mikey Johnson and Jota on the other side. Kyogo and then we bring in Giamatchis we can cut if he can come in, but he's injured, Kyogo gets injured, a jetty has to come in. Mm. And we've literally nobody it's just all these things and just moving away from James McCarthy a bit with the defeat yesterday was a badging. But there's been a, mm. quite a few defeats this season, yeah. and from the end of last seat, from January, November, whenever you want to go back, we've all talked about this rebuild, this rebuild, we got to the summer there, and we've not got a manager yet, it was late getting a manager in terms of time-wise, we get the manager, and then we're like, right, there's no director of football, this is going to be a big transition, yet we're five, six games into it, and we're... We're sort of moving away from transition rebuild mm. to why are we not winning? Yeah. We're only, yeah. Two, we're only two weeks on from the transition finishing where we, we get our squad together mm. to this. It's difficult. I know it's horrible seeing your team lose, but. Yeah, when I don't you don't like to about, travel
2: too far down that road. We'll, this we'll was always to that. going to happen, we'll get I feel. To that. Yeah. I, I get, I'll get to that, but I just want to stick on to the 90 minutes and the, yeah, the yeah. game itself just now, if I can. Um, selection, still staying on selection, Stephen before we travelled, just far too far away from it, we cannot possibly talk about <laughs> uh, this. You're laughing. We can't possibly talk about anything other. The, the, the name on the team sheet that raised the most eyebrows, the biggest... They
3: put his what? picture there as well. I know, I they know. put his
2: picture. Pointing point at the badge. <laughs> One of the biggest names in world football, no yep. denying. Boley, Bowling Goalie and Bombo started at left back for Celtic. A return um, for... The, the horny devil <laughs> who was placed in horny jail for a very, very long time um, who copped a lot of the blame for what happened to Celtic last season basically disowned by Neil Lennon banished to Turkey on loan returns at left back out of necessity again no,
4: probably not. I, I, there's several options at left-back, I, I would suggest, that, that don't necessarily lead a straight mm. line to bowling, bowling, bowling golly and bumble. The manager
2: mumble. said he, he trained, he'd worked, his, worked very hard last week. Okay. But yeah, how, I know you're sceptical <laughs> about this because we spoke about this off-camera.
4: How impressive has he been in this week or couple of weeks in training that would get you a start for Celtic, bearing in mind that... He has been left out of the European squad
3: entirely. Yeah, well, the no. European squad was picked, for three weeks ago or something? But I
4: but... Uh, I mean,
2: well, the, Stephen's point is how how much improvement aye, aye, he's no. done in
3: three weeks. How has he gone from completely
4: ostracised from the first-team squad to first-pick a left-back in such a short space mm. of time? If not, maybe it is a necessity, but to, to be... I think that tells me
2: anyway it's probably out of necessity. probably yeah. says, Montgomery...
3: Played ninety minutes during the yeah. week.
2: Not up to it. Greg Taylor's got a knock. Liam Scales is only just in the door. Maybe he doesn't want to play him. And you've got bowling goalie there. Who, on, on performance wise, he was okay.
4: Oh I no, I think he was. He was totally fine. A lot of people will probably just double down on the fact that he should never been that that bastard should never be near the Celtic first team again after what he did. Right? Mm. Okay, I, 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 fine. If that's we've sure. all been horny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Come on, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, but I, I just, I found it absolutely... We've all sent
2: the you up text at <laughs> three in the morning and then got an easy jet flight like to Mafia. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: exactly. Oh, we've all done it. If you, you haven't lived, but I, I found it absolutely mental. And a few of the comments we got on Twitter after the, the lineup was announced was, that oh, I love it. Mad, uh, Ange, you mad bastard. <laughs> Put, <laughs> putting in bolly and golly out of the blue. But there's no getting away from it, however it is sliced, whether it's out of necessity. It, I mean, the necessity to a point... How often does a player get dragged back after that length of time out of necessity? Because you do get players who will just never play for a club again until they're they're bombed out of the team. That happens like up and down yeah. Britain, where you won't get you won't get players that f- it'd be like I, d- I don't know Chelsea suddenly playing Kennedy or something like that. You remember that guy who's been out on about yeah. seventeen loans for them? It'd be some mental at like that, but he hadn't started the game for about. 18 or 19 months yeah. to, to give the full context of how long it's been since um, he was any kind of
3: feature. His last appearance was on a plastic pitch against Kilmarnock he was out, does not it? But the specialist. Yeah. The, the, the thing, I can, I'm still sympathising my Ange here because mm. it, it's not just don't play bowl and goalie. You have to look at, right, okay, what are the options then? Is it yeah. given Scales' his debut? So it seems to be every single game Celtic are given players their debut. So there's, Juranovic has a couple of starts, Carter Vickers, what's this, his third game. Yeah. Stephen Welsh comes in, he's 21 years old. And then if you play scales, look at that defence. Mm. Is it just the thing that Bowen go, I don't want it to be all Gordon Strachan, but he is more experienced. He has played well, at look, this I mean, level before. If you chuck in scales and it goes wrong, everybody's like, ah, he shouldn't have Well, that's, play. I mean, that is he's, it. I mean, there this is, is what he's fighting against. There, there is it, a reality everyone.
2: that exists. And what we could do maybe later on is play a game of many things are all happening at once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of just one thing happening, yeah. there's many things happening at once and bowling goalies one on it. I don't think there's maybe anything wrong with saying bowling goalie's a better football than Liam Scales. What, what? Just, or, or, or bowling goalie has had more training time with the squad Entire and like has a awesome. better understanding of what... I mean, bowling goalie, as far as I'm aware, has been training with the first team yeah. all summer, all pre-season. It, it, it makes sense with the options available. Liam Scales just been in the door and a bit of an inexperienced young player to play bowling goalie against... Only
3: Livingston. that's it. But there's talk about, uh, people have said, only Livingston. Bowling goalie is the best left-back at the club. And see, if you think that, that's fine. He's still crap but That doesn't say, (laughs) that doesn't mean he's a good left-back. It just means the options are very poor that he might be the best of a bad bunch. So, the reason Celtic have Bowling is because they couldn't get rid of Bowling to bring somebody else in. So yeah. you're kind of stuck with this guy and he's probably the highest paid out the left-backs. We mm. paid the biggest fee for like him. Four and a half million so or something. Yeah. It's very hard. I don't know how the board felt last year when Neil Lennon just banished him because like, well, this is an asset that you bought, Lennon, and yeah. you're just kicking him out and writing this off. So. That was
4: going to be my next point, that is In defence of Ange, making that selection out of the blue... It's not his job to manage the politics of last no. season. And yeah. that's why and Griffiths... And
2: to be honest, he's made that pretty clear, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah,
4: that's why Griffiths was welcomed back in. That's why mm. he got a new contract and all that. And Ange started talking about him as if, you know, all it's going to take is a few goals and he'll be back on side with the fans and all that. Yeah, it meant this. the Dundee fans. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's not Ange's job to manage all the shit that went down last mm. season and all the different reputations that were crushed and you know all the other behaviours and all that of yeah. last season it's his job to get games won and unfortunately that didn't happen which has heightened all this stuff about McCarthy and bowling goalie and all that stuff if, if they got a result yesterday none of these things would be an issue because see I, I don't want to drag us back into McCarthy but just to make a final point on that there will be sign-ins made this summer the length and breadth of Britain mm. who won't be featuring yet who, yeah. who if you ask the manager will just say oh, he's not ready yet mm. so why McCarthy has been Unnecessarily focused on in that regard, I don't know. I don't know what's really behind I that because the, it's the, nothing the, new. I'm Sorry, it's, it's nothing new with football that will happen all the time. The, I
2: think the issue with McCarthy is it points to a, a white and maybe a wider issue and some paranoia that people are having. It touches on what Melly was talking about about the rebuild, yeah. uh, about where people see this Celtic team and where people see yeah. Ange Postacoglu. And people were saying these after the game that uh, people thought, okay, this is a failure of the transfer window again. It's the failure of the rebuild. And it's something you said, Stephen, that we don't know if these players are good yet. We don't know if this transfer window is successful. No, because we've learned from last season that it, it takes months to tell. And people people are pointing to McArthur and going, see, this is the issue. This is the failure of the transfer window here. High paid. Uh, apparently, Ange didn't want him. When we can address this, um, I find that difficult to believe, to be honest. I find it difficult to believe. A manager was foisted with a player he didn't entirely want and a player joins a club where the manager doesn't want him. I'm not saying it's 100% not the case. I find it tricky to believe that.
3: The, the, the thing is, with Ange, we said it from the very start. Let, could,
2: let me just put a, a bow on this because I've been misunderstood could. a couple of times in recent podcasts and I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting my point across clearly. So if people are are pointing to this as a, as a failure of the manager is not getting the players he wants and not successful. But I want to come back to a point you made, Melly. Is this what are we witnessing the rebuild still in real time? Is this rebuild not a one window six week rebuild? Is the mess created and the problems we've got at this club is it a one season rebuild? Is it a two season rebuild? Is this what is this maybe what people are a wee bit worried about? They were bought into the idea of a rebuild, but the reality of it is it, it's not really going to plan.
3: Oh, well, it's the same thing when Celtic are at the end of last season. It was just play the kids, just play the kids and okay, that sounds brilliant, mm. but against Mitchelland, we went in with kids, and we get beat, and it's, where's the signings? So yeah. so that idea that you can just play the kids, well, we as Celtic fans, we want that, but at the same time, we want to win games, so you can't do that, because we've seen that at the start mm. of the season. Now, we want a rebuild, but we don't want to lose games. It's It's kind of being what a fan is, you want the best for your team, but you don't want to see them get beat. It's... We've had a transfer window, we've seen mm. big players leave towards the end of that, we've seen players come in, and then there's that international break, and it just sucks the life out. it. Yeah. Then you come back, and you've got a game, then you're into Europe, and then it's a it's, big, it's, it's all this. It's
2: all this, and that's it. It's many things been true at once, isn't it, Stephen? It, is, it wasn't good enough, the performance on the 90 minutes, no, right? No. Some of these players might not be 100% the players that Ange wants. That can also be true but also what's true is we need to give Ange time to get it right.
4: Aye, mm. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It, it, it is early doors and Melly's already made the point it might be very difficult to see the, the team losing just now, but at the same time... We're not
2: excusing the team losing, incidentally.
4: No, no, not at all. We would never we never want to see the team losing, but we have also have to take into account just where we sit at the moment and it's, again, it's a point I've made before, but I don't, I don't want to labour it, but the uh, unbelievable damage that has been done in the pursuit of this, the 10 and all that sort of stuff we, we, has set us back probably a couple of seasons now before mm-hmm. just untold damage there's no point in going down that road again but we can't expect this to turn around so quickly. I think,
2: it's, I think it's too early to make pronouncements on the players not being good enough, the window having failed, Yeah, even people out there, barely worth mentioning it but Ange is not the guy to take the... It's too early for that. Yeah, you, need yeah. to, you need to give this time to Germany. You need to give it give it time to as Blue Cantrell. Germany. <laughs> to breathe. Germany. You need to give it some time to breathe. Sean Paul would be ha- happy at that one. <laughs> Blue, the, the Cantrell.
4: Point. Blue Cantrell. Blue hey. mentioned on the podcast.
3: Goodness hey, me. Where, where did that come from? G2, soccer <laughs>
2: 2001, down the stairs in the garage.
3: Um, last, that was out like the last time Celtic beat Livingston. <laughs> <in Alabama. laughs>
2: I think the thing about Ange not getting 100% of the players he wants is... <laughs> I, I, that might that might not be true right but you have to work with what you've got and I think a lot of managers might be able to point that now Neil Lennon if Neil Lennon was sitting in the, in the studio if he was allowed to get to the studio and talk about that Neil Lennon might turn around and say well wait a minute I didn't get Joe Hart and Ivan Tony when I wanted them last year yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Vasilis Barkas and Albany Ayeti how different would my Celtic career be if I got the 100% players I wanted?
3: We, we spoke about this as well when Ange came in. It was. Imagine sh- we had Ivan Tony and Joe
2: Hart last year. Oof. Imagine <laughs> we had Ivan Tony. Let's talk about him getting that England call up. I'd be
3: 15 points behind, probably. <laughs> 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 that, that's the thing we said with Ange. Look, coming in so late and coming in with no structure mm-hmm. about him and coming in from Asia. He doesn't know the European game, never mind European players. So, for if Ange was to come in and say these are the players I want, yeah. got Kyogo, mm. and he picked Juranovic apparently, but who else is he going to bring with him? Do we want to bring all players from me? It, yeah. it was impossible, so Celtic had to bring players to Ange or go and find players once he got there. So this talk about the, he didn't pick the players. Like, what manager picks all it's the not players a, they sign? It's not it? a Football catch-all. Doesn't work
2: like it's that. not a catch-all saying. This isn't working because Ange didn't get the hundred percent of players. But anyway, I don't want to spend far too much time talking on the upstairs backroom stuff.
3: But imagine this. Yeah. But Ange has oh. already done good things, right? He's hmm. imagine two months ago we would be talking about, oh, Tony Ralston's one of our better players. Maybe he should have played. Imagine Ange. Get some good, and our full max for the foreseeable are Ralston and Bone going.
2: <laughs> as long as they're performing, I don't exactly. give a shit, what, yeah, I yeah, don't give a shit what names in the back of their shirt. Um, Tony Ralston, get on the phone to your agent. You really need a new contract. Yeah. Now's the time to get it. If you're, I mean, there's never been a better time for Tony Ralston to get a new contract.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
4: A final thing before we move on from this game entirely, see, when I'm, when I'm talking about how we shouldn't expect the, the turnaround to, to be so you know, perfect very, very quickly, it's just it's, no, it's not going to happen when you're no. introducing so many players, you're, you're having so many debutants and people making their first appearance probably on these plastic pitches, we've got very young players coming in, we've got players trying to adapt to a new country, to a new club, to higher expectations sometimes I'll, I'll admit here oppressive expectations mm. from us the fans especially what we've been through last season there is a certain amount of we need to turn this round right now and we need to be winning games all the time we need to win every game if you're, if you're not winning every game you're a, you're a failure but, wait,
2: we're, we're living through a rebuild aren't we yes
4: yeah. uh, but what I would say just slightly in balance to that is that we need to be careful that we're not out of this come October again yeah. because despite the fact we're not at that stage yet there is a certain sort of statistical reality we're facing yeah. here that if we continue to lose games we are simply not going to win the league and that's and that just that's history here because since Celtic weren't terrible so let's talk about the last 25 years since 97, 98 so it's a little under 25 years the most Celtic have ever lost in a season and still won the league is seven games mm. now we've lost three already yeah. so that that is just a reality of and it we're it,
2: back to several things being true at once aren't we we're back to Yes, we're living through a rebuild. Yes, this is a work in progress. Yes, the manager's still getting to grips and some players are still getting to fitness. But also, you need to find a way to win these yeah. games. Yeah,
4: and just, just to, to balance that out again, I'm not I'm not again saying that we have to win the league. I think I, I've been fairly realistic about the chances this season. I don't think we necessarily need to win the league, but I want to challenge. do I think I...
2: the problem is, Stephen, people could accept this work in progress a bit easier, or I could anyway, if we were losing against Rangers, Hibs. The... Aberdeen, the teams you expect to be at the top of the league, yeah. it's it's this loss to Livingston that that's, right, that's the chicken. Sh- it. it, it's a gutter. You're like fucking, and the, and the performance and it just all seemed to go to shit on a on a Sunday.
3: You know, yeah. we can put all these these things in, like all these circumstances, but again, you look at it like Celtic weren't playing well in that game. You're like, why is this terrible? The players out there should be doing better, but then you look at the substitutes we made. And you're like, God, I know, Jesus, <laughs> man, that was the I, most- again. Again, bringing on Mikey Johnston for his first appearance. They say, "On you go, mate. You've barely played football for about nearly two yeah. seasons now. Go out and turn this game around on this pitch for us." You're like, "This is this is where we are, unfortunately, and we're going through this rebuild, and it's not been helped by these wee injuries that are going along the way." But I was going to ask you is that we're in this rebuild? We've got, I think it was seven games since the the international break to the next one. All fairly tough games, Mm -hmm. apart from this Livingston one in Ross County uh, last week. But you're looking at it going, right, when are we going to really sit down and say, right, we've seen enough now from Ange? Because I don't even think in between this international break is going to be enough. This one is going to be... But you asking when we make a
2: decision on Ange's future?
3: Not a decision on Ange's future, but a decision on where this is going Mm. this season. Are we going to compete? Because I think you need to give them the season, no questions asked. 100% hundred percent. I just oh, think it's quite a long. That's a bit. I don't know. I would maybe say you know up what? to December. And no, then we No, no. Well, well uh,
2: maybe right. But because of that window in there, I think he's going to get. He's going to get the season anyway. I'm not, I'm not saying be, sack him, but just yeah. for
3: us as fans, when are we going to say, right? He's had enough time now. Is this yeah, good enough? yeah? Oh, All
2: right. Okay. I thought you meant when the when, when it, I think we have to see we just have to see improvement. I think... We've seen I, it in some games, but in I know, not in ours. Lo- and this is the problem, having been guys that have been following Celtic for years. You, you, you see you see it with managers who aren't very good. And now, I'm not saying that these are the same guys, but with Ronnie Dyla, he would win some games at home in a tricky away. And it was very, very patchy. You know, this patchy form. You need to put together the runner games. And, you know, it's... It's it's a big old soup of a of a of a situation because shit soup. It's a big shit soup of a situation because <laughs> we 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 said when Ange came in, the one thing he must do is get backed. He must get backed, yeah. right? And I think we can all agree, he's no Andrew cannot be happy with the squad. He's got no. I mean, he he's not. He's not not been backed. He's not but, not been backed. But it's back to the spectrum yeah. of a couple of things being through. once. Yeah. he's no got the players that he needs he's not got all the players that he needs but he's got a squad maybe good enough to be there or thereabouts by the end of the, league, end of the season and that's where we need to be
4: I, I don't know if you can
2: and by the way incidentally Rangers aren't very good at the moment I no, watched them against Motherwell; they weren't great
4: see the goal they get away with I don't want to be one of these conspiracy guys coming on here but that goal that they get away with it was outrageous see the one they
2: conceded embarrassing Rangers
4: <laughs> were terrible but uh, the, the the Ange thing on judging them the, the thing is I, I firmly believe that Ange has been dealt the shittiest hand of any manager we've had well, in, definitely in, the toughest in, job. in 20 yeah. years. I, I find it hard to compare him to the likes of Diala or to even Mowbray or anything like that. Oh, you're the, right, I, because because
2: Dyla had it so
4: much easier. was handed uh, you know, the champions and just continued that on. Yeah, he won the league and all that, but I don't think we saw any marked improvement. Probably mm. the opposite under Ronnie Dyla. Uh, I, no, 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 no disrespect to him, he, d- he did his best, but I don't think we saw the improvement we wanted mm-hmm. from him. But Ange Postigoglu has been handed an absolute shit heap and, yeah. and expected like a total write off of a car basically. On and, told, and off the pitch. Yeah, exactly. And he's stuck in the middle of it. Yeah, so that's what I would say in defence of him. I think, I don't know if we can necessarily apply everything we would normally do to a manager because, I mean, we've had it pretty good, right? so mm. let's face it, so we we find that we need to reach back pretty far, probably to Martin O'Neill to find the, the shittiest hand dealt to a manager yeah. that, that a guy coming in has and even that, like Martin O'Neill had a good okay, a pretty the, good squad exactly. so, Ange Postigoglu has had to replace effectively the entire first team, apart from Callum McGregor really, yeah. mm. M- missing the captain missing all the most experienced players missing your top scorer, your best players, Edwards, gone, Chris, all gone and we're, we're starting from Square one would be generous. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're fighting to get to square well, one. Square we're on zero Vogue. was, last year, <laughs> exactly, it Exactly, yeah.
3: The thing with Postacoglu as well is, compared to Mowbray or Dyler that we've not quite seen the Dundee, the Hearts game where we battered mm. them, the St Mirren games. Like Celtic are six in the league with a goal difference, of 12. Yeah. Because we And then even the... They, those managers didn't quite have the Altma. Altma are a very good team. We beat them 2-0 and kept a clean sheet. So we can see what they can do, yeah. but we can also see the crap so, But And wh- it's just wh- about it, getting that together and being a bit more consistent. just a
2: case of saying, Livingston well, are a difficult team to beat. We have not beat them in a very long time. Uh, better managers have went to Livingston and, and it's no happened for them. And then this Crapper
3: se- managers have went this season and won there, but yeah. that's the problem, But, but I,
2: I. But what I'm trying to say is, is it worth, is there any value in just chopping this up to a bad day at the office? Well, or does that, it play that, into a pattern that people worried about, think about the Hearts yeah. game and that?
3: Yeah. Well, that, that's my problem with it, is because the Rangers game, Celtic didn't play bad, but were undone by a set mm-hmm. piece. That can happen. It's the what, fourth game of the season away at Ibrox, so it's quite tough. The Hearts game was the first game of the season where we were in absolute turmoil. So you can kind of write them off, but then you've got... Now we've got three away games. We've lost all three. Well, I think what worries become... me about it.
2: I think what worries me about it, and we'll probably wrap this up because we need to talk about the latest game a wee bit. I think what worries me about it is in all the games you've mentioned, Hearts, Rangers, and Livy, we never saw Angeball. What people are, we never saw that and, phrase is starting to become like Chinese water torture, man. I'm I'm really tired on
4: it because no one. Let me let, let me just let me just make
2: my point, right? Okay, if we have a grump about the the phrase, what I'm saying is. We never saw Angeville. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is we never saw it. Ange's style. The style we see at home seems to be a wee bit non-existent, away from home in these games. The Rangers game we sat here and said, that just looked like Celtic v Rangers in the past couple That just looked like Celtic v Livingston over the past couple of seasons. That heart's performance wasn't what we're used to seeing or want to see under Ange. It's it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. These these games, and Ange admits it himself, aren't the way... Or aren't approached by this team on the pitch the way he wants the team to no, approach them. The, the Livingston game was. It's not like we've played our own game and lost. No, we're no, no. Play, no. We've no. had a completely different approach.
4: That that is the worry as well. That that's when, when we're talking about whether it's just a bad day at the office or whether it's just a pattern with these mm. things. You know, we obviously we lose quite frequently there, quite quite frequently and draw. But it was the it was the manner of it. It yeah. just it was. I don't like to see a Celtic team look toothless up front yeah. and and quite frankly without without wishing to. Disrespect the wee guy community looked like wee guys up there. Do yeah. you know what I mean? See, like Jota and Abada, who I think will be good players for Celtic. They're a very little young, bit,
2: remember? Very young.
4: Very young, yeah. And, and developing into a team. Again, all this stuff I said earlier new new environment, new league, new pressures, everything. But at the same time, a, a little bit toothless up there. And mm. that's, that's a worry if the whole thing just depends on Kyogo Furuhashi, who himself has only played about 10 <laughs> games or something, you know.
3: The, the last thing I'll say on it is. How many teams are going to play very well without their captain and best player? Yeah. yeah. People There's say a lot. recruitment, recruitment. How are you ever going to have adequate backup for your no. two best no. players? It just doesn't happen anywhere no. in football.
2: So, if that Melly wasn't Ange Ball, and Ange Ball, as described to us before Ange Bosticoglu came, um, was you know, you might lose some games, but you'll score three, they'll score four, or you might win yeah. some games, you'll score four, they'll <laughs> score two. That Betis game was. Hectic, it was frantic. And that was, I mean, that to me was the archetypal game as described. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose fighting. And But looking at the Betis game as a as a whole piece, we, I mean, forgetting the manner of the, the way we lost the goals, but we, we really left one on them. We were aggressive in our approach. It was frantic. Again, missing key players going into the game. But I thought, you know, get them back to Parkhead and I, I think we could get something here, Millie.
3: That's but, why the... the- after the, after the Betis game you're like right that was another patchwork team and we played ball. I know you hate it team, but <laughs> we approached the game and we still played our game despite having inferior players on the pitch so you go right so players can come in and out here and still play the game In the Livingston it all falls apart but watching the Betis game back you know like, it's, it's easier the second time around because you know what's happening despite me pretending to myself we were going to win that Livingston yeah. game but looking at it when you're not engrossed in it. What a game of football. And you're just like, well, see if it's going to be like this and that's how Celtic get beat mm. a, by a good team. You can kind of take that because you can see the shoots of positivity and go, right, see if... I said to Stephen on the match reaction when we finished, last thing, Stephen, in what fi- the fifth game against Betis at Celtic Park, a few players back, can we beat them? And he said, yes, straight away. Yeah. Mm. That's what you want. Yeah. You want to see progress and you want to see, do you know what? if this was another game just a wee bit too early for Celtic, if we can get them back to Celtic Park, we can beat them. That's all well and good if you go out and beat Livingston, but it's just this wee taking it back. But the best game, good start. It's again the the weakness in the middle, that period from 30 minutes to 50 minutes where we conceded Mm. the goal, that 20-minute period. Celtic aren't going to go far if they don't have a good defence, whether it's in Europe or at Celtic Park. You don't win a league with... Bad defenses, and we need to get that sorted. I know there's changes all the time, but these are we fundamental things. Like,
2: that- I mean, we saw in the Livy game that Stephen Welsh was very weak on the ball, very yeah, for the goal, very, the very goal, weak on the certainly. ball for for the goal. And it's it's the conversation of Stephen always kind of revolve around squad depth with Celtic now. <sighs> I think it's going to be the recurring theme. You know, Ismail Soro came in for Cal McGregor, who was missing, and I think every single person watching that game. <laughs> Had Soro to get booked in the first 10 minutes. Printing money now.
4: I'm, I'm, not,
2: I'm not endorsing gambling here, but get on that then. Because <laughs> it, 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 we've, we've spoken about Soro in the past. Even last season, I'd sort of said he was undercooked and I, I suspected he just looked better in a really poor Celtic team. Mm. I think for Soro to establish himself in a Celtic team and become a regular fixture, he's merely shaking his head, but I think he's got some improvement to do. He's 23. Yeah, well, that, that's it. That, that's I me think, politely saying he's not going to do it. Yeah.
4: Yes, I think I think you've been generous there but yeah. saying he needs some Im- improvement. That that, that is v- most certainly true of his he Needs to improve. Whether he can actually do it or not, I have my doubts because, as I said, see me. In- Excuse me. Same age as Christopher Ryan and O'Donel Edward. I laughed. I choked yeah. on my own laughter there. Same age as these guys who we've already had for several years. Developed up as kind of hit the ceiling with Celtic and moved moved on
3: to a different level. Get better, mate. But we're not going to play. It doesn't really stack
4: up. there uh, Yeah, exactly. So o- on the squad depth, I think the the squad was desperately thin mm. for an away trip to Betis, who are a good team. There's, going any any European away team uh, away fixture rather with them um, with that depth of squad missing key players and I don't want these to be framed as excuses they are reasons for which I wasn't particularly confident about the game you you just as Melly said there's only so many players you can be missing your best player your captain several other key parts throughout the squad and still expect to get a result and I think the result in that context was very encouraging against yeah, Real Betis yeah. now that obviously comes, we've done this kind of reverse chronologically we've spoken about this after the Livingston game so you come away from Real Betis thinking oh that's really encouraging, that really it that really that's bodes what, well like for the future saying, yeah. and then you go and shit the nest in yeah. the very next game. I so. think
2: the difference in approach to the two games was stark though Yeah, I mean you're looking at that going how can you go and and take the game to bet us in that way, and play the way we need to play, and play to our strengths, and then in in the Livingston game, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, that that was that's the key for me. The squad depth is a real issue, but if we're going to get anywhere with this team, we need to we need to stick to Angie's principles when we're playing.
4: Before before we move on from that, is, it, is that a is that a mentality thing? Maybe <clears throat> have we have we kind of done what? to Betis what Livingston did to Celtic have I we, think not mean something
2: in that you I, mean got up for the big game and then yeah
4: I don't mean try to close out the game I don't mean don't play a striker and try and basically hit on the breaker and mm. like, what I mean is is it just human nature have we got well up for this Real Betis team and turned in a right good performance unfortunately it might
2: be human nature but it's no Celtic player nature it's unacceptable can't,
3: you can't because that's every game
2: but it's Line in the sand, you can't pick and choose when you want to turn. No, up no to be of a course not.
3: that's part of the job. Yeah, Aye. see on the style of play and the, the philosophy. Looking at the first goal against uh Betis, the ball out from Turnbull out wide to Jota, and then the cross in. Can you do that in Almondville? Yes, do you think so? <laughs> Get Aye. that ball out your feet and whip it with the outside of the foot to Jota, rubber, rubber crumbs flying Aye. everywhere there? No, but you can. But
2: I don't want to bang on about the Livingston game, I, I know what you're saying, but there was no excuse at all for the approach for the wingers at Livingston game. Well, because when Soro came on, he, he within about three seconds of getting the ball, he knew exactly what to do, fizzed the ball right into Ajeti's feet, and Ajetti took it in the turn and nearly scored probably the best chance of the game. And Soro kept doing that. Now he hit it 150000 percent far too hard <laughs> a lot of the time and nearly broke a jetty's leg. But he's in th- he's an enthusiastic wee guy and he was trying to influence the game. What we did it's what we did in the Betis game is what we should have done in the Livingston game it goes without saying but yeah, I think you can do that at Almondville.
3: The first goal was an absolute cracker as well. That's the kind of thing you want to see from Celtic. Get the ball, get it out wide and get it into the box. And there's a, a Yeti, I, said, I think we said it last week or I said it in reaction. It's the kind of goal Kyogo possibly scores, but Edward doesn't, mm-hmm. where he's in that six yard box and he doesn't. And I thought his all round performance was very good as well a Yeti. He's, a play, he's definitely a play by ability, a Yeti. Yeah. But then that was the thing. We've seen it from last season. He can score goals. What else can he do? Mm. Then his performance has dropped and the injuries came in. But with that game, you're thinking, right, he'd he done well against Ross County getting his goals, but we need to see more from the performance. Betis, we've seen that. He was holding up play. He was linking players in. You think, right, go on and play against Livingston. Go on and do this. And it just doesn't work out for him. But the thing with him is you need to create chances for him. And Celtic didn't do that against Livingston, but did here. And he gets the goal. He's in the right place. He wins the penalty. And you are thinking, bro, this could be another player that we could get something mm. from here. And when we went 2-0 up in Dreamland, Juranovic stepping up for the... What penalty that was. The penalty, 2-0. But again, as soon as they scored, I thought, we're going to get beat here. There was 60-odd minutes left <laughs> of the game. Yeah,
4: that's, that's the whole Celtic two thing, goals isn't it? Two minutes from no, Real Betis. That's, it might just be my perception, but it feels like that's just too too often now, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, it's the quick-fire goals. It's, it's almost like, as soon as I concede that one... It's an inevitability that but another one is going to come again, right in the back. Again, this is over. a new
3: team, so it shouldn't be anything I'm... to do with this team. But exactly. Is it just a, is it a Celtic thing because we as Celtic want to be on the front foot attacking? So is this the trade-off we need to make when Not we get to you, Europe? Yeah. Because we would you rather play like Rangers and just be boring but win games one two 0 or would you be rather be Celtic 4-1 or that? Because yeah. it, we're looking at it now. Rarely in my lifetime have Celtic ever been able to defend. Even Martin O'Neill's team shipped goal after goal away from home in Europe like this. I mean, you go away from home in Europe and you'd be expected to be a 1-0 down within 10 minutes. And I know this is a completely different team, but is this the way it's going to be Do with you know what Celtic I think the way is, we though, play?
2: I, I, I don't think it's that. I think it comes back to the players again. The, the better schools, who was at fault really for the first
3: one? Well, this is it. The, the Even the better schools or the, the Livingston goal were not torn apart. Yeah, it's but, just.
2: Uh, I was talking about the best goal. Who was it? Who was at fault for the first one? Would you say
3: the first one? Short and sorrow kind of made kind of half arsed Yeah, end yeah and then
2: it, Anthony Ralston was kind of sleeping a wee bit. That was the first goal. That was the it, second goal. Was that yes. the second goal? Right. It's always the point I was going to make. There was it's always the players that just aren't quite good enough. It's always the same names coming it's up. A it's,
3: second too late. It's, and... it's
2: it's the players. It's Stephen Welsh, maybe not quite good enough yet. It's Anthony Ralston i ah, he's been performing well maybe not quite good enough yet Soro we well, know not quite good enough yet comes back squad depth it's when we have to when we've no got that best 11 which no kind of like no manager really can say right I've got my perfect 11 in everyone else's crap and, and expect to win anything but it's when we dip in when we seem to dip into the pool when we're, we're reducing the quality a wee bit then these players are, are flagged up again Sorrow. Ralston, okay, he's playing well, but he was at fault. Maybe that's just a stretch too much for him. Stephen Welsh. These guys are you're just like uh, they were all, all all players who replacements were probably bought for but were were back into the
3: pool to get them. Well, even, if, even Carter Vicker steps right. up, but it's just one of these it's just these we not individual errors, but mm-hmm individual lapses of concentration like yeah, the, I mean not every game.
2: goal is preventable Like, for no, s- no. and and you know it's not a case of like I know there's like a trend at the moment where as soon as a goal goes in everyone tries to find out exactly who's to blame yeah, for it yeah. and pin it on somebody the point I was making was all these goals a lot of these goals rather could be chalked down to just players maybe who aren't good enough at the well, level uh, I,
3: don't, I don't know quite know about that but the sorry Stephen the thing <laughs> with the Celtic goals this season are just see if a team scores a good goal against mm. us Fine, I'll take that. Make teams work hard for yeah, the goal. Yeah, the, yeah. The, That's first, it. the first goal, as you're saying, sorrow. Why doesn't he make the challenge? Because he was stupidly booked mm. a couple of minutes into the game, the second goal. Why is Carter Vickers deeper than Starfelt and then calling offside, then second-guessing himself? Yeah. Why is Anthony Ralston not aware there's a guy over his shoulder Then when he, until he runs past him? It's just these wee simple things. Like It's not the one mistake but it's the lapses in concentration that if we didn't make them, you wouldn't notice it in the the state, in the, the game. But when it goes wrong, it goes badly wrong. And this is what you need to cut out because this is when you get chopped up in Europe. And Celtic aren't getting ripped apart, but they're getting chopped up because they're making these lapses in concentration. And it's not as if you can go oh again it's Carter Vickers fault again it's Starfleet's fault. it's a different player each time and you make an
4: interesting point as well previously is that why is it in the DNA because I immediately said I put it down in my notes watching the game as well and we spoke about it in the, the reaction to the Betis game I, I thought it was very much like the AC Milan game from yeah, t- from 2020 where raced into this amazing lead <laughs> I, how have we managed to get into this position in a game nobody fancied winning and then it's just it's the quick fire it's the two three minutes apart the goals conceded, right? And and you think, well, will Celtic have done it again? But why? Because you get, I think
2: they get a nosebleed.
4: Yeah, I, but, but why I'm being largely rhetorical here. I'm not expecting an answer here, but why is okay, it I'm going to give you one. Well, why is it different players that do it? Why well, different managers, different coaches?
3: It's game
4: management maybe.
2: Well i think what it, pl- it plays into is and I was the, I was being slightly facetious when I say you get a nosebleed, you, your game plan oh you go shit. Oh, we we turn it up. What's happening I mean you go into the game expecting to get beat. You go into the game and you just think in the back of your head the whole time oh they're going to score I mean, de- I mean there's no way this team are not going to score against us and then the goal comes and you go shit we knew that was coming and you're getting a bit panicked and it's It's maybe not it's maybe not something that is in the DNA of Celtic maybe it's something in football matches where the underdog gets a, gets two early goals you know well, and well, we didn't but and I think that's what is in the DNA of Celtic Stephen is the need to be on the front foot, the need to attack, it's almost the perfect storm because Livy go a goal up, they see no problem with putting 11 men behind the yeah. ball and and, yeah, yeah, and comp- uh, the stats, they completed 90 passes or something the whole game. So Livy go one nil up, shut up shop. What's not in Celtic's DNA is to go 2-0 up within, what, 20-odd minutes or whenever we
3: went 2-0 up and shut shop at that point. Would you ever yeah. be confident of Celtic going 2-0 <laughs> up? For... The only manager that did that was
2: Strachan. That's how Strachan <laughs> got results in Europe. He would score one or two goals and then he would, he would just slow the game right down and people hated it. Oh, but, he yeah. got, but he got got results yeah. in Europe from time to time. I'm Terrible not he's a to better, I'm not seen a better manager than Ange Postacoglu. That's not
3: what I'm saying. Didn't play by the book. Played by his own rules. God but but what I'm
2: saying is, I think what's in Celtic's DNA is to be on the front foot. You
3: know, Remember we beat Astana uh, 5-0 and we still shat the bed in the uh, second leg. <laughs> yeah. and we, nailed, we, we didn't obviously throw it away, but we were just shitting goal after goal. But it's one of those where, yes, Celtic go go ahead. But the thing, it, it can't be a DNA thing because it's different players, different manager, all this sort of thing. But the problem Celtic have over the, so many years, the same thing keeps happening we are not prepared for the Champions League games. Mm. So in these games, we concede bad goals and that feeds in it from the start of the season. So as soon as Celtic let in a goal in any game, then it's, oh, we might concede another one. What we need to do is get a fucking shit together <laughs> for the start of the season. And not, Because look at the Brendan Rodgers second season when we did beat a Stan 5-0. Yeah. That was a settled team that went into that game. Third qualifying, uh, the last qualifying and we absolutely battered them 5-0. We've never done that since in a qualifying game. Every year we go into these unprepared and it filters into the season, into every game. It's Celtic letting a go early in the season from a set piece, so that's it. We've still got the same problems as last year, mm. despite it being a completely different team. Celtic letting two goals in quick succession, it's the same problem we've always had, despite it being a different team. We need to get our stuff sorted together so we can get a start to the season and get ahead of ourselves instead of... Going back to last season, despite it being a completely different squad manager so, mentality.
2: So, project rebuild, Stephen. a <laughs> successful podcast series. Looks as if it's in line. Yeah, it's going for to be An anthology series.
3: An- <laughs> an- an anthology
4: series. <laughs> yeah, series. Nothing the in common of. with the previous one. <laughs> Look,
2: as much as we got away with the the defeat in the Betis game, I, I felt. I felt kind of good after it. I I thought there was positives to definitely take from that Betts game that did me, that we'd no seen in Livingston. The Livingston game was a a shit show. Yeah. You know, we know that, but the Betts game, there, there were positives for well, sure.
4: Well, taking into account that we're going to have
2: better players coming in. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean we're, we're going to have all the stuff we've already been talking about. No Callum McGregor, no Kyogo, no Julian as well, to a lesser extent because he's not played at all yet. But even guys like Forrest, Forrest Marcus,
3: all yeah. options aren't they? Exactly. We're going so we see
2: the Yak against um, the yak. against Raith Rovers, I think. And yeah. said that.
3: By the way, I think Raith Rovers is massive for us <laughs> just to get players fit. Yeah, Celtic. I'm not going to tell Ange Postecoglou how to do his job, but Scales, McCarthy, Sorrow. we need to get Giamakis, we need to get guys, Mikey Johnson, Forrest, if he's, we need to get guys game time so we have some options. I had a look at the Europa League ties from mm. uh, Thursday night, I think it was 32 teams playing, or maybe 30, I think there was one game the day before. Out of the 30 teams that played, Celtic and Bronby were the only teams that didn't make. At least two, three, four, five subs. Celtic and Bromby—the only teams in that that only made one sub because Celtic so don't have run. any options there. Yeah, we were chasing a game and brought on one sub.
2: That's, I mean, that's it. Mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's the point we will be making for this whole this whole podcast. Yeah. And on that, that covers our coverage of the games this week. But regular long-term listeners will know that every season we make bold Ooh. predictions, <laughs> including our player. Of the year and a new new one breakout player of the year rather young player of the year and um, breakout performance of the year. So what we do is we make three bold predictions and we review them at the end of this season. Stephen, I'm going to come to you first. Who's going to be player of the year for you? <sighs>
4: I think we're all going to struggle to look past Kyogo here anyway. Are we ah. just are we giving it? the... Although bear in mind, in past seasons we have gone. <laughs> I think it, there was one season in particular, maybe two or three ago, where. Everyone was just like, we'd be as well just giving a yin Now, yes, <laughs> remember, he started the season absolutely on fire. I can't remember when it was. Well, like, I just, get, just give a yin right cham right now, he's been absolutely phenomenal. But it would take it, it would take a very bold prediction to take it away from Kyogo mm-hmm. at this stage. So it's boring, it's a little bit predictable. But I'm just going to go Kyogo.
2: I, I can't see past Kyogo. He, I think, is going to end up player of the year. Uh, it looks like it's his to lose already. So player of the year is definitely my choice is going to be
3: Kyogo. I'm, I was going to go against the grain but, and pick Cal McGregor, but he's been there that long. He kind of deserves it. But Kyogo's the new thing and he's, just, yeah. he's going to get it. And that's,
4: that's what I went with last year. I said Cal McGregor's kind of dual one in a way. It would be a shame if he still doesn't get one, still doesn't get an official 20-minute Tims player of the year. (laughs) It's the one thing he's got left to win in his career, is the 20-minute Tims award (laughs) for player of the year. But uh, it would take a a brave man to go against Kyogo, to be honest.
2: Who's going to be your breakout slash surprise of the year? Uh, I think uh, I've I've been... I've got one that's a bit bit controversial. Yeah,
4: I've been very, very wrong in the past. Doesn't have to be a old player, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with... So what, I'm going to go with Cameron Carter-Vickers. I'm just mm. going to go. I mean, it's, it's a relatively big signing and all that, but he kind of went under the radar, snuck in just in the transfer deadline day, yeah. not to hu- a huge amount of fanfare. Had been kind of linked to him a couple of times before that, so it just it kind of mm. underwhelmed. But I think even against Livingston, he was one of the most dangerous players, and he's yeah. one of the, he, he's the centre half. I'm going to go with him as the kind of breakout star. Quite what that means. I don't know. It's all open for discussion at the end of the season. It's a wee bit like the, the dark course discussion when you're talking about a tournament. What, what does that dark course even mean? Do, do you expect them to win it,
3: however? But I, I'm going to go with that. Uh, that's quite a difficult one for me, but I think if you'll let me have it, I'm going to go Leila because I think he's going to have a dip in form, mm. but come right back into it. And then by the end of the season, he's just going to be the the main man for that position. Well, nice one. Joe Hart. Joe Hart, right, okay. Joe
2: Hart is going to end this season as a firm firm fan favourite he's going to put in a lot of good performances for us he's already saved our bacon a couple of times Livingston kept us in it even though we weren't in it at the time I thought that save it, that he pulled off against Livingston well at
4: the risk of repeating ourselves every week that we've kind of bypassed the Joe Hart the kind of new standard Joe Hart chat that we have yeah. basically in every podcast but he did produce big saves yeah. in both of these games actually the Betis and the Livingston game there was one kind of weird one where he almost kind of biceped it over the yeah. bar against Livingston had that gone in we'd be in serious bother there's one for the we the even weirder and weirder Forrest brother yes. thought, towards the end of the game as well. So a, another big performance. So yeah,
2: a, a good choice. Now on to the bold predictions. <laughs> bold but, prediction, I'm just going to go right in at number one. Koyogo is going to outscore Dembele, Edward or Griffiths' best seasons. So he's going to outscore
4: all of them 40 goals over 40 goals gee the temperature just raised went through the roof in this room and
2: then uh, do you know why I'm going to wish that to happen so we never hear about this Griffiths (laughs) 40 goal this season ever again (laughs) <laughs>
4: if, what better a reason what better a yeah. reason for him to stick those goals in what's he on I know no, about 6 or yeah, so 40, or? I just want 41 41 goals right. that's, that's wild so uh, if anyone hasn't heard this before the bold prediction is the brackets mad shite yeah. yes. it, it's yeah.
2: bold for a reason yeah, yeah. we want one of them to come true it's bold for a reason <laughs> Stephen what's your exactly. first bold prediction
4: well on the Kyogo tip and I've kind of cheated with this as well because I'm slightly recycling and slightly tweaking one that I've mm. used in seasons gone by get, people may remember that I once predicted Ryan Christie to get double figures in goals assists and bookings yeah. I'm going to apply it to Kyogo as well because I, there is that wee, oh, wee hint of aggression about him yes. he, he likes to yes. pull jerseys and all that so like, but I'm going to pull back on it ever so slightly he's going to fail he's just going to come slightly short of the triple double he's going to get nine bookings this oh. season but double figures for everything else
2: melee
3: Ange Postacoglu will leave Celtic at the end of the season. Oh, no. Win or lose. Oh. No.
2: You think just can't put up with our shit anymore. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is... Very reminiscent of my famous Brendan Rodgers one <laughs> at the time. Um, my bold prediction, number two, might, might have a, a bearing on yours. I think by the end of the season, all major boardroom positions at Celtic will have changed and we will have a
3: director of football. But, uh,
4: Desmond's across the board. A, a mixture of Desmond's and, so go, and-
3: <laughs> Yeah. That is bold. I yeah. think that's the one we're going to look back and go, what were you thinking? We're still with like the same stoogies in there. Next one for me then. I'm going
4: to go with right, Adam Montgomery. I, I don't really know what first choice really means anymore. Mm. So what? how I'll frame it is that I think Adam Montgomery will... Well,
2: f- how about this for a criteria? Makes more appearances starting than he does off the bench.
4: Well, what I was, what I was going to say is that I, how, how I'll frame it is that he will be selected for major fixtures ahead of Greg Taylor. So in effect, oh, mm. the quote, first choice left back come okay. the end of the season. But how I'll measure that is by him being selected for major fixtures ahead of Greg Taylor. That's been thrown into disarray with the return of Bowley, right? Yes. Maybe
3: talking pish, but that's what I thought. Mikey Johnson will outscore Jota.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mikey Johnson? Have you seen the boy play? Oh, he's back. Stephen, any, any issues with that?
3: No,
4: no, I, you know what, I tend to forget about Mikey Johnson. I tend to completely forget him, to be honest, but he is, as I've already alluded to, he's... He was add,
2: nearly my breakout star. Mm, Joe yeah. was nearly my breakout.
4: Adding to the wee guy quota, <laughs> Mikey Johnson comes straight back into the wee guy contention up front. So yeah, you can, can never have too many of them.
2: Final one for me. Callum McGregor is going to be a one-season captain.
3: I oh. so,
2: suppose we won't well that, that is
4: a bold prediction that we won't find out about until next season yes. <laughs> we, can't, we can't really revisit does that, that is that cheating <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: that's, so, th- so, so does Melly's yeah. Melly's cheating and you might leave into the summer here, ah, yeah, here, we're, we're
3: not through. doing these till the middle of September oh. yeah, I will revisit <laughs> them I
4: a couple more for me oh. I'm going to go for David Turnbull spreading to, his bets yeah, David Turnbull to outscore Alfredo Morelos oh. this season so he's already got three or four I think he got that hat trick as well man
3: that's
2: bold
4: and Sobel, Cameron Carter Vickers
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was just fucking mental right.
4: Cameron <laughs> Warth- Carter Vickers to outscore you'll be a
2: wow where did this come from
4: and just a final one again mad shite Okay, Joe Hart will square up to a member of Rangers coaching staff. Oh, hold, Jimmy Bellhose. Nah, he's, nah, he's, he's not got that in him. But preferably that wee weird guy, Michael Beale. Oh, I just, right. I want to it see
2: them. I
3: want to see them pulling Michael each other's collars. Michael
2: is a weird looking guy. He is a yeah. weird. It looks like
3: he's got a plucky chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last one is Boson Law to make at least three appearances Oof. by the end of the season. Oof. Steven Stephen.
4: Three whole appearances, jings, man.
3: Three, wow. Three starts. Three start.
2: Oh, I mean, that's. I mean, Jesus Christ, Melly. Okay. Wowzers, trousers. Yeah. Not very bold that one. I f- <laughs> Did you just think that up while you were sitting there? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's <laughs> all right. Okay. And on that bombshell.
4: Oh, happy birthday, Henrik! By the way, before we go, oh, is oh, it fifty today? Happy
2: birthday, Henrik, and happy birthday, Stephen. Yes. For the time the next podcast rolls about, it'll be your birthday, Henrik Larson Is almost exactly a
4: certain amount of years older than me. <laughs>
2: Stephen doesn't want a first made. Well, well let's,
4: let's, let's, put, a let's... You want to be first us What we'll say is that It puts to bed a long-running joke of the podcast that we often say about our ages. Yes, there we go. An office-based
3: gag that we say (laughs) that we all fit into a certain category. That will be the end of that. (laughs) I'm disappointed in you. You have had a whole year to remind everybody every month that your birthday's coming up like Jamie does and you haven't (laughs) taken
2: it. December. Mine's mine's still a couple of months away. I don't start start the birthday. Run up to the birthday usually begins about October. So that's when... uh, Is
3: it not exactly four months to your birthday today?
2: Uh, no it's four months tomorrow, tomorrow. to what my birthday yeah, see, see I knew that I'm, Close. I'm, I'm better <laughs> there we go yeah, that's why you're the best one and on that bombshell four months tomorrow to Jamie's birthday we <laughs> shall wrap up I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who listens to us and who watches us when we're available on YouTube um, <laughs> Melly would you like to say goodbye
3: I would goodbye
2: Stephen would you like to say goodbye goodbye folks
3: thank you for listening